welcome back to Oceans Unlocked, episode number two. This is a very good episode, I think. Mm. Shark. Sharks. Shark episode. Shark <laughs> Sunday is what I'm going to call it. I thought of that just then. Wow, very inventive. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be talking about why we need sharks in our oceans. Um, maybe some of the stigma around sharks. That they're not just bloodthirsty, human-killing machines. Yes. As Jaws makes it out to be. Or <laughs> Shark Week, for example, makes it out to be. And then we're going to just chat about some of our favourite species for a while, I think. Yeah. We're just going to be talking about sharks for uh, pretty much 15 minutes or so. Um, and before we get into it, if you want to just drop us a little follow on our Instagram page, it's just Oceans Unlocked. We'll, uh, you can keep up to date with when our podcasts are coming out. Maybe some few extra facts about the ocean. Um, and we have, a, we have a, uh, a question for one of our viewers, don't we? Yes, we do. Well, listeners. Listeners, not viewers. <laughs> Hopefully not viewing us. Um, yes. The question was, um, are sea sponges plants or animals? Ooh, that's a good question. We'll give you some time to think about it. Enter countdown music. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> so, the answer is animals. Ooh. Let us know if you're that right. They are, in fact, multicellular organisms mm-hmm. and they filter feed, so they don't okay. eat other fish or anything. Um, and if you're interested, the phylum is Porifera. Porifera or Peripera or. Yeah, however, however, you, however you, you pronounce it. it. Yeah. If they're filter feeders, they're uh, somewhat related to some of the sharks on our on this list. That is very that we're true. Talk about. So yeah, that's an interesting fact to link it, link it in. Anyways, we're going to start with some some background because mm-hmm. we need to set the scene, you know, paint the picture <laughs> of sharks in your brain. Now, I just wanted to talk about Shark Week, really. I mean, it would be good if we were doing this during Shark Week, but I think it's it's in August sometime. Yeah. And we couldn't wait to do an episode on sharks, really. But um, it's it's creating a lot of backlash for the sharks really I think because mm. you have like shark atraz and like deadly sharks and all this sort of stuff yeah which is just kind of it's making know. them seem like a threat to humans yeah. basically when I've got some stats here actually you're more likely to die driving to the beach <laughs> than getting eaten by a shark and um, just to put this into perspective Getting struck by lightning is a 1 in 500,000 chance. Yeah. Getting eaten and killed by a shark, what 1 in 3.7 million. That is ridiculous. So why are we even why are we even scared of them? Actually, I think I know why. Yeah. It's because we're not we're not really aquatic animals, are we? We're not used to being <laughs> in, <laughs> not no. used to being in the water, especially some of the Brits you see down at the beach. They're not meant to be in the water. <laughs> Yeah, and it's definitely also due to, like, media making them out. Yeah. For example, Jaws, obviously. Oh, yeah, the big one. That's just created a generation of people who are scared mm. of sharks. And, like, the Meg, more up yeah. to date, Jason Statham. Yeah, same thing. Just making you scared to go in the water, yeah. isn't it? Because you think a shark's going to eat your whole boat in one, which it's not. Which it literally won't, because... No. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely more scared of us than... Exactly. We are actually. I saw a um, a YouTube video. Mm. I forgot the guy who did it, but they did a little test with shark blood. I mean, fish blood and human blood. Yeah. And the sharks were like 
hundred times more interested in the fish blood than the human blood. They <laughs> swam around like the fish blood area rather than the human blood. It's because they've just they've evolved to eat fish, haven't they? Yeah. We're new in relation to to sharks. They've been around for four hundred million years. They've exactly. seen they've seen things. <laughs> they've seen asteroids hit the planet. Yeah. They saw they've saw They've seen glaciers take over most of the oceans. Like we're new. They don't really want to eat us. Exactly. They just don't know what we are. Yeah. And they don't really have hands to kind of like I don't know. To, to show interest in us, they have to use their mouths, don't they? Yeah, that is true. So if they give you a little nip, they're thinking, oh, what is this? But we lose a leg. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not... It's, I don't know, I just don't think they're they're aggressive in yeah. that way. Unless you're... Well, they say don't swim at dawn and dusk, because that's when they're most likely to, to hunt. But Yeah, I think the only time that humans get injured from this is when the sharks are hunting and they're yeah. hungry like really really yeah. hungry and you're all that's about them maybe yeah. that would be and you're trying to look like a seal on a surfboard <laughs> yeah that is they're thinking you're just some massive seal exactly and obviously like there's only a very small amount of the species of shark that actually even have attacked humans mm. yeah there's over 500 species of shark and there's only a handful of the, those species that have yeah. actually attacked humans yeah. Um, most of the attacks are provoked attacks, so there's you've got unprovoked and provoked. Mm. The provoked ones are like if you've caught it when you're fishing, pretty much, yeah. and you're trying to take a, a holiday pick with it and it bites <laughs> you. Like you're you're gonna be bitten. Like any animal's gonna do that. Yeah. Um, also, if we we could have like a, a, a shark alarm play right now, because we've got a new shark species discovered <gasps> in New Zealand. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. Well, you're, you're not really likely to encounter it because it's in the mesopelagic zone, which is 200 to 1,000 metres down. So you're not likely to be swimming next to that? No, no. But I think there was actually three species found, and the cool thing about them is they all bioluminesce, which means they glow in the dark pretty much. Ooh. Well, the underside of them glows in the dark. So if you're... The, the thought process behind it is if you're a predator underneath it and you're looking up, you're less likely to, to spot it. Mm. I think is 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 why it, it bioluminesces like that or it could be to communicate with other members of the species for mating purposes yeah. um, or maybe it could lure in prey yeah so we're just not really sure yet no, why no. it bioluminesces but no. it has just recently been found so yeah. I guess we will find out soon um, if you're interested it's one of the species is a kite fin shark if yes. you want to have a little Google about that. So, before we get species specific on Shark Sunday, love the tongue twister. Yeah, I want to talk about sharks' ecological role. And you're probably thinking, oh, that's boring. But it's actually really important because of the overfishing of sharks. Mm. I'm going to give you a little, a little flowchart, I'm going to call this, of the knock on effects that happens when you overfish sharks. Now, sharks, as you know, they eat fish. Yeah. They love a fish. And they eat some of the main predators on the reefs. So you've got like Jack Travals, maybe, or anything they can really get their jaws on. So with less sharks, it means there's going to be more of these large predators. Now these large predators can feed on the herbivores of the reefs. And these, these are also incredibly important. So with more, more large predators, less herbivores on the reef. Now this increases the chance of a phase shift in a reef 
which we might have mentioned last episode, but I'll go into mm. a little bit of detail, is where a reef becomes dominated by algae instead of the corals, pretty much. And it smothers the reef and stops, you know, photosynthesis and all, and all that important stuff. So with less herbivores, more algae can grow. Therefore, more bleaching will occur and more disease will be spread. So, in fact, overfishing of sharks is, in fact, killing our reefs. Yeah. Now, if you didn't care about sharks because you're you're scared and their teeth, you can at least care about you know the, maybe marine turtles or yeah something like that. Anything that is found in and around coral reefs are all affected by the loss yeah. of sharks, yeah. pretty much. Pretty much. So you're thinking, oh, I like seals, but get rid of sharks, there'll be more seals. In fact, there'll be less seals because there'll be less food for the seals to eat. Eventually. Eventually, yeah. After this whole phase shift occurs. After the whole phase shift. But this is happening in real time because sharks are being overfished in so many places. Yeah, mostly for shark fin soup. And talking of shark fin trade and all of that, hammerheads, they are a big target species for the shark fin trade. And specifically, basically, hammerhead isn't actually... A species of shark it's a group of species yeah so there are at least 10 known species of hammerhead shark and three of them are like really high risk of extinction mm-hmm. so the winghead for example winghead, winghead hammerhead shark <laughs> um, a tongue twister. yeah is highly threatened by the, sh- the shark fin trade and by bycatch uh, um yeah. so Bycatch is basically um, the accidental fishing of... Um, Non-target species. Yeah. So, so anything you don't mean to catch, basically. Yeah, so if you were trying to catch, say, like, cod, and then you caught a shark somehow, that's, that's bycatch. bycatch because yeah. you don't want the shark. You just accidentally yeah. caught it. Um, so anyway, yeah, the winghead, their population has declined by 50% in 42 50. years. Yeah. All because of overfishing. So in our lifetime, they could become extinct. Yeah, we might not ever see a winghead hammerhead shark in In, the wild. In the flesh, no. Yeah. That is sad. And this is kind of the same with a lot of species of shark, isn't it? Yeah. They have, I mean, they're really prone to overfishing. All of these we're going to go through. I mean, we've already kind of kicked into the hammerheads. Half covered (laughs) hammerheads, yeah. But all of these species are really prone to overfishing Mm. because of their their life history traits which i'll explain what that means it's it's basically the traits they have so let's say their gestation period mm. is a life history trait and the longer this is the more prone to overfishing there is because you have a couple of strategies for animals you either give birth to a couple and care for them quite a lot or you you just splurt out thousands and thousands <laughs> of eggs and hope some of them find their way mm. but it tends to be with the you know when you look after after you're young it's a lot slower to rebuild that population isn't it yeah i mean it take it can take many years really i mean mm. this 50 percent in 42 years it's going to be probably another 42 years before that even increases that's with no extra mortalities yeah so it's looking unlikely that that's gonna increase mm. isn't it anyways yeah. okay. a little bit well. sad there Got very depressing there, <laughs> but um, right. We, I think we should go through our favourite sharks yes. now. Um, 
Should I start? This is an our opinion, everyone. Oh yeah. This well, yeah. I think a lot of people are gonna agree. Are gonna agree. But Yeah. We yes. could carry on with hammerheads. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um so I've already given you a little bit of background on yeah. the hammerhead. Well, the winghead in particular, but more in general. They're found in temperate and tropical waters, and you can find them worldwide. Um, they can be found far and near shore, mm-hmm. um, so pretty much anywhere, basically. Yeah. Um, and they they have mass migrations to seek cooler waters. Um, so, any for any of our English listeners, you're probably not going to encounter one in your next Cornwall trip. No, no. So don't don't worry. It is mainly tropical yeah. waters, but it can yeah. be temperate waters. Like like Florida and yeah. natural places. I read a paper actually where um they proved that hammerhead sharks sunbathe. Uh, do they? Yeah. So they can go into shallower waters and and kind of tilt their back and get Aww. tan tan on different sides. So they're not they're not too much different to us really. <laughs> they have really strong sensors on the hammer that's what the main thing is for isn't it yeah that's their snout hammer do you call it a hammer <laughs> i'm gonna call it a hammer yeah so they use that shape it's got ampullae of lorenzini yes so they're I I like that right i think yeah i think so which detect electronic um impulses that are produced by m- moving prey really or, or anything moving in the water you even <laughs> moving in the water which enables it to, to find its prey even when it's pretty much pitch black, so at night or when the visibility is mm. low in the water. And also, they use that hammer shape sometimes to pin stingrays down that they find going along the bottom of the sea floor. So they sense it with their. Ampullae of Lorenzini. Yeah, can't pronounce that. <laughs> um, and then they'll pin, they'll use that big flat surface to pin mm. the stingray down so it can't wow. escape. Wow. Yeah. So the next shark on our list of favourite sharks, and this is my personal favourite, um, is the Greenland shark. Mm-hmm. And I don't think many people have heard of it. Yeah, I didn't expect that. Um, but it's actually one of the largest sharks in the world, and not that many people know about it. Um, and they found one that is as long as 6.4 metres. Jeez. And for the basketball fans out there, it's three times as tall as Michael Jordan. Wow. One of the greatest basketball <laughs> players of all time. How um, tall was he? He was six, something ridiculous. Yeah, just, yeah, I can't remember. Maybe even seven. No, no. No. I think he's like 6'11". <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're getting sidetracked. <laughs> um, and yeah, so, and they can also be as heavy as a thousand kilograms. A whole tonne. Of yeah. Greenland. <laughs> yeah, it's mental. And they... am I likely to encounter this in my next beach trip? No, definitely not, oh, okay. because they're only found in cold, cold waters. So, mm-hmm. um, they are the largest Arctic fish. Okay, so I'm I'm not likely to see three Michael Jordan swimming towards. <laughs> no, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> okay, good. Um, but yeah, anyway, these that was that's the extreme. On average, they're four hundred kilograms uh, okay. and four meters long, which is still ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and they have the nickname of being a sleeper shark, which is kind of cute because they're sleepy sharks. They're just little sleepy sharks. They they move so slowly. They move at zero point 
1.76 miles per hour. So not even one so mile an hour. They're just floating around, really. They're just, yeah, they're just having a good time, you know, under the ice. Yeah. Oh, because um, it's so cold. Yeah. They're probably... They need to conserve their energy. Mm-hmm. That's why they move so slowly. Yeah. Wait, what, what do they eat then if they're, if they're, they're travelling at 0.7 miles an hour? <laughs> well, they aren't hunters, I can tell you that. Yeah. Uh, they are actually very similar to vultures. Oh. I know. You're starting to make them sound worse. Okay, no. It's because they're like nature's rubbish bin. Ah. So it's just that they eat living or dead flesh that, of any kind that just they anything find. anything they come across. Because obviously, living in the Arctic, they don't have many options of what to eat, really. Yeah. Um, they so are just dead things that fall. Pretty yeah, much. I mean they they do eat live things as well if they, if, if they have the option. Pause on it. But obviously, since they're so slow moving and they can't see, it, it the chances of bumping into a live fish yeah. is yeah. unlikely. Nice. Give me your your favorite Greenland shark fact. Okay, this is my favorite fact. Tell me. Greenland sharks are Earth's longest living vertebrates. What? Yeah. So they have been found to, to live up to 400 years old. Wow. And the lifespan is indicated between 252 years old to 512 oh, is the oldest Greenland shark. Oh, wow. Um, but, like, the average is 390. Oh, just a small 390. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, I think we've, we've done Greenland. We move on to yes. the apex predator, top of the food chain, the jaws <laughs> star. Can you guess? Hmm. Let me think. A great white. Of course, it's spot on. <laughs> we can't have a shark episode without a great white shark in it, can we? It just it would just be illegal. Mm. Um, I feel like a lot of people know quite a bit about these. They're they're the yeah. top. The most popular shark. They've got to be the most popular shark. Everyone knows about great whites. Yeah, they've got the fear factor, which mm. I think draws most people in. Yeah. They can be found almost anywhere in the world, even off the coast of England. Not to scare anyone, any of our British listeners, because <laughs> we don't want to promote the fear of these sharks. Obviously, I'm not saying you should go up and cuddle them. No. But they are very unlikely to attack you, which I think is, is a big thing with great whites. People are like... It's just going to straight up kill me straight away. Yeah, and it's actually just so unlikely that that's yeah. going to happen. Unless you are a seal, in which case you should be very scared. Yes. <laughs> and how are you listening to this podcast? If you're <laughs> now, I don't want to bore you with repeating the same facts you hear on David Attenborough about these great white sharks. But something I found that I didn't know is that the fossil records show that they've been on our planet for 16 million years which just shows how dominant of a species they are in the oceans. Now, I think we're going to move on to our final species, the Barsian shark. Yes, so Barsian sharks, uh, they inhibit all of the oceans in the world pretty much, but obviously they have preferences. Um, They prefer subpolar seas, so more cold and temperate waters. Um, Interestingly, they are the second largest shark in the world after the whale shark. And what is really interesting about that is that they are both filter feeders. And this obviously shows that the their diet doesn't relate to their size because you would think 
to be bigger, yeah. you need more you need calories. Bigger prey. Yeah, exactly. But this isn't the case. Um, the basking shark has anatomical adaptions for filter feeding. Okay. So they have a greatly enlarged mouth and highly developed gill rakers. Oh, yeah. Um, so they can reach to 12 meters which is also the equivalent to one and a half London buses. Can't even begin to imagine how many Michael Jordans that is. <laughs> exactly. L- way, way bigger than a Greenland shark. Um, and they weigh between 3,000 to 6,000 kg. So so six times a Greenland shark then? Yeah. At the high end anyway. Exactly. It, they are huge. And the fact that you can spot them off of the coast of England you know yeah in Cornwall um, it's just interesting I think yeah we have a we have a cool <laughs> a cool thing in England we don't normally have the the, the interesting it, stuff yeah exactly I think it, we are we have lucked out with the basking sharks yeah. um, but I they, don't hear many people really talking about them no I don't think people many, many people know we have them exactly and they are a vulnerable species so there's not that many of them about oh, okay um but they are fully protected in the UK, which is good. Yeah. Along with other places. As all sharks should be, in my opinion. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I'm going to finish off this little segment of basking sharks just with a little cute fact that they often swim in pairs or oh, groups, oh. which is quite cute because sharks are usually like solitary animals. Yeah. So I think it's quite cute that basking sharks are found in pairs. Little friends. Yeah. Oh, that is cute. Right. That is it, I think, yeah. for our our shark Sunday. We included some of the, the sharks we like and some of the popular sharks. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to hear more of our episodes, we have one out last week on coasts. If you haven't heard that, yeah. go give that a listen. And if you want to know the future updates, you can follow us on Instagram, as I mentioned at the start, Oceans Unlocked. You can suggest episodes, yeah. suggest improvements, because we're always improving these, aren't we? Yeah. So leave a comment. Yes. Tell us what you think. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.